So today on November uh, 17th, we want to get a, a, an update from Johnny Brooks. I know he's got some exciting things to uh, tell about his team. So, Johnny, take it away. Well, thank you, Connie. Good morning. Good morning, um, Sylvester team. Thank you guys for being on. Um, I'm super excited. This week has been a great week so far. I know it's only Tuesday, but, um, you know, we got a lot of good things going on within our team here at Sylvester team. Um, you know, I was talking with one of my buddies. I know we talked about last week, uh, Maurice Kingsbury. Um, he's a fellow firefighter with myself here at the Rocky Mount Fire Department. And, you know, he, he's an entrepreneur. You know, he, he's serious about uh, not only, um, you know, being a business owner or a CEO, but he's serious about protecting and making sure his family's taken care of. And so, you know, King B is is what his nickname is at the fire department. So if you hear me say King B, we're talking about Maurice Kingsbury. But um, but as a matter of fact, me and, and King B are going to be meeting today uh, around 1230, our time here in North Carolina, and he's going to write his first application with Equus. And so with that being said, I'm super excited for him. Uh, I'm super excited for the the team here at Sylvester team because we you know we're heading the right direction of having another unique writer with King B, and um, he's already got uh, three or four other applications that are ready to be written. But today we're going to start with one, um, one of many. I can promise you because he is definitely an entrepreneur. Like I said, he he wants to make sure that his family, um, his wife. Uh, Summer and his two sons are taken care of. They have a great legacy. So uh, super excited about King B, the uh, opportunity we're going to have here in about an hour or so. Um, you know, you've, you've heard me talk about in the past about Stephen Coleman. He's another friend of mine uh, who works with me here at the fire department at Rocky Mount. Uh, his team is growing. Um, you know, I was talking with Stephen the other day, and I think he's got a couple appointments this week. He'll probably like uh, you know, one or two applications this week himself. Um, but he also has uh, a team member on his team, Dylan Brewer, um, who has, I think, four appointments already for the week, and three of those are pretty much guaranteed applications. Um, so within Stephen and, and Dylan, you know, there, there's another, you know, five or six applications that are going to happen on Sylvester team. So I'm, ex I'm excited about those guys. Um, and... You know, with them two being said, Stephen and King B, you know, these are warm market uh, recruits. These are people that, you know, have talked to me, that know me, that trust me, that know that what I'm doing is, is successful. Um, it, we're heading in the right direction. And so I know we talked about it last week, but, you know, you definitely want to do the warm market recruiting because those are the ones that are going to, you know, re, re, reach out to you. They're the, they're the ones that are going to believe in what we do here at Equus. Um, you know, cold market is good, and we get some great agents. Um, but just just a reminder that, you know, warm market is, is an awesome way to recruit. Um, we talked about STAR last week. Um, I know uh, I think Connie just said she wrote her first uh, application last week as with us. Um, but we were on the phone last night, and I was at the fire department. And of course, me and the guys at the fire department, we like to stay up and talk and, you know, uh, hang out until 11, 12 o'clock at night, which is probably not good a good thing. But it was a good thing because Star was like at about 11.30 last night. She was like, I got some questions about some applications. Uh, well, 
you know what's going to happen today or in the next couple of days is STAR's got four or five applications that she's going to write just because our conversation that we had last night, uh, I did some research. I made sure that they would get qualified for those particular uh, policies. Um, but STAR's got, you know, she's going to be at a night winner probably this week or next week. So I'm super excited about that. Um, you guys have heard from Dawn Gregor. Um, you've heard her name. Um, she is a master. She's a student of the business. Um, you know, this is something that she's serious about. Um, we just had a good conversation before our call this morning that, you know, she's ready to get back in the game. And so, you know, I told her, I said, look, we're going to talk every day. You know, um, if that's what it takes, we're going to talk every day. We're going to get you motivated. We're going to get you back in the game. And so I'd just like to, um, you know, just talk about Dawn a little bit. She's ready to rock and roll. So I'm um, hopeful for her that, um, you know, we're going to work together. We're going to get her some applications this week or maybe next week. Um, but things are things are really happening within the Sylvester team, and I'm excited about it. Um, congratulations to Madison for writing your very first application of many. Um, great job. Uh, I know that uh, with your leadership with Dick and Connie, you're going to do well. Follow their, um, you know, leadership and mentorship. Uh, follow the ecosystem. Um, you know, Mariana, oh, my goodness, Robert, I have to give you kudos, man. You are killing it right now with recruiting. Uh, you're killing it right now with training your agents. You're doing exactly what Barry is asking from us, um, you know, to do the right thing within the ecosystem. And Mariana, uh, we saw last week, she was number two sales manager for the week. I mean, how cool is that, <laughs> you know? Um, but not only that, within the Sylvester team, she was number one in writing agents. So congratulations to you and your team. Um, I know you guys are just killing it right now, and I'm excited for your success. Um, I wanted to say a couple things. I did a little bit of research last week, and I don't do a lot of research, um, but I thought this was pretty cool. Um, you know, uh, I found out that 3% of Americans own 90% of the wealth in America. So 3% of Americans own 90, 97% of wealth in America. And do you know what the number one thing that separates those 3% is discipline. Number one thing that separates those 3% that owns 97% of wealth in America is discipline. And making sure that, you know, we have a set schedule. I mean, those 3% have a set schedule every single day. They follow it to a T. And, you know, with my Bible studies, I always knew that being a good steward of your time makes a world of difference. The other 97%, you know, they're not investing in themselves, and they're not disciplined. The only way to reach 3% is to take 3% actions. You know, you'll have, you have to do 3% things that will lead to 3% actions. And we've always heard, you know, Barry say that we're all CEOs, okay? We're all CEOs. You have to do CEO things to be a CEO. So to be a CEO, you have to eliminate distractions. You know, when you're, when you're set up, 
you know, whether it be a Monday evening or a Friday evening or Saturday morning, you have to go to your home office. You have to shut the door. You have to eliminate distractions. You've got to say, you know what, I'm going to stay in this office until I set my 12 to 15 appointments a week, and I'm not coming out until I do that. So, you know, this is not easy. We all know that. Anybody that's been in the business for a while or just starting, I will promise you this is not easy. But anything worth doing in life is not easy. And we've all heard Dick say it. We've probably heard him say it a thousand times that if what we do right now is easy, then everybody in America will be doing it. So I'll leave you guys with this. Finish what you started. Finish what you started. Don't be a quitter because I can promise you that what we're doing right now is worth the effort. So, Dick and Connie, I'll turn it over to you guys. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, I think that was a, a great update. I'm excited not only about the people but also the thoughts of those numbers, 3%. I mean, we, you know, we knew that most everybody on this line is in the upper 3% of income, but wow, I love what uh, Johnny said about the discipline. Um, do want to encourage everyone. Uh, last week, uh, Johnny and Dick asked everyone to report their numbers, i.e., their activity uh, in a personal text or in GroupMe. And so let's do that this week, uh, Saturday noonish after you set your week up, uh, you know, that's when the week starts. The week starts Saturday morning uh, after closing out the numbers on Friday. That's a great time to report your numbers and get into that habit. Go ahead. And, um, you know, Johnny, that's, that's an interesting statistic. But unfortunately or fortunately, <coughs> that's a, a universal thing. 97% of the world controls 3% of the wealth and 3% of the population of the world control 97% of the wealth. And that's just a human nature thing. People have not been trained or taught to do what you just talked about. Be responsible for your numbers. Be responsible. Be disciplined. So we all, we may not move into the upper 97% of the wealth in the world, but Lord, wouldn't it be nice to move up about 50% from where you are or 100% from where you are and that's that extra three to five percent that you can do. Uh, Darren Hardy has a book called Five Percent More, and it's just incredible. Or the Compound Effect is the name of the book, and it just talks about doing five percent more. A little more each day makes a difference. The other thing I hope you picked up from what Johnny was saying was um, all his recruits are warm market. Now, why is that so important, especially today? If you were on the call Friday and you heard them introduce the new lead source that they're going to be doing, guys are starting to do life insurance leads now, so you're not hampered by the number of mortgages in your area. You can just sell life insurance. And uh, the reason that's so important to you is uh, one thing is time is of the essence for those leads. You need to call them right away. Um, I hope you will go back and listen to the Friday call because they had three different people that have been beta testing those and they gave their uh, presentation and their approach and how they go about doing it. Now, don't call me this afternoon because it's going to be uh, 10 days to three weeks before they have the distribution set up and the billing set up and everything on those leads, so they're still working through that. But the cost of an A-lead 
on those is less because the cost of generating them is less. It's going to be about $17. Now, it looks like the cost of each sale in terms of lead costs is going to drop by about 50%. That's the good news. Uh, if there is any bad news in it, and I don't think it's really bad news, it is going to require more work because more people are going to say, well, you know, we were just poking around. We're really not interested. Who knows what they're going to say, but it looks like it's going to reduce your cost for uh, $5,000 in premium by about 50% in lead costs, but it is going to add a little more work to you. So stay tuned. We're going to have more about that. But, Johnny, that's a huge message for what the way you are recruiting and the opportunity for the rest of us to recruit because we're not limited by leads, you know, coming from mortgage protection and so on. All righty. Um, so Madison is on this morning, and we've asked Madison, uh, Madison Owen from down in Lynchburg um, to be on this morning because uh, she started a virtual sales this week and has gotten her first sale, which I know made her really, really happy. And I'd love for Madison to just, uh, give a few words of how it encouraged her to get that sale and how it made her feel and whatever really you'd like to say about it, Madison. I am recording it because I knew you'd want to hear it afterwards. And I think it will benefit other new agents to hear your excitement. So what do you got for us? Hey, Connie. Yeah, thanks for asking me to come on. Um, I know this has really, like, motivated me. And I would love to be able to, you know, motivate anybody that might be in the same position that I was in. But um, as much as I wish I had some, you know, secret to success or some golden nugget or something for me, just having more structure and showing up every day and just being a part of something that, you know, is only going on for a certain allotted hours of the day and just staying committed to that time and then also being available to because, um, you know, in the virtual sales, it's same-day sales. So when you call them, you might set the appointment for later on in the day if they can't talk to you immediately. But um, for the most part, and what my sale ended up being yesterday was the first time I talked to the lady. Um, you know, she had been looking around, gotten some different co quotes from different people and some information, and we just happened to be the missing piece that she was looking for. So... As soon as I talked and gave her just some little information and she found out that we were able to cover her whole mortgage, um, it was pretty much like one and done, like she was ready to go and I was too. So and <laughs> the, the sale just kind of fell into my lap, like for real, like not even trying to be theoretically speaking, it really did just kind of like fall in front of me um, at the last part of my day because I know I had mentioned to Connie you know, the people on my team are only making calls really until like 12 every day and then running appointments later on in the day. But I had mentioned to Connie that I was going to be at my desk until 5, and I just had it set in my mind that I wasn't going to leave and I wasn't going to stop working until I wrote something yesterday. And I'll be darned if we didn't get her set up and like literally got off the phone and everything at like a little after 5. So it was just as simple as being available to give her everything she was looking for on the same day that we talked for the first time and now looking back on how I used to do things and how I used to try and set appointments, you know, I would really lose momentum between talking to the people the first time on the phone and then trying to set an appointment, you know, a couple of days away or later on in the week. And then I just felt like I was starting over all the time. So now that I have something with more structure where I can just kind of start and finish, you know, all within the same day or that's the goal anyway, like that's made a world of a difference for me. So... 
Wow, that Dino Dick wants to come in. You know, does it feel, Madison, like it's more like it's, Madison has joined the dialing team uh, with Robert. Does it feel like it's more like a job now and the discipline, and now you're seeing the results of that discipline? Is that kind of what you're experiencing? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, treating it, you know, because before it was always my goal to be full-time with insurance, but with working other jobs and having so many other different pieces of life going on all the time, it was just kind of like, you know, I was only really able to give it my free time and my spare time, and that was always ever-changing every week. So I could never get to where I wanted to be because the time that I was trying to give it was either different or, you know, not able to do every day, just a couple days. And like I said, I just got tired of feeling like I was starting over all the time and not really, like, keeping that momentum. And when you talk to people and they find out that you're able to, you know, set them up and give them information either right away or, like, later on in that day, just kind of get things going. I think that's encouraging to them, too, because it's not that they don't want the coverage or they don't believe in it. I think people like the convenience of it. And when you kind of take out the whole awkward, like, well, when can I come to the house? Like, when do you have more time to kind of see me again and, like, talk more? And it's just kind of like you're just able to give them answers right away. And then, you know, you not only does it help the people that you're actually able to go forward with and write policies with, but it helps weed out the people that aren't really interested and aren't really, like, about it right now, too. So treating it like a job is definitely, I mean, it's completely changed the way that, you know, I feel about it. And um, I didn't expect to see results this fast because I really just got involved with it, like, last week. And I'm um, just training and watching Elvira and Robert every day and just, like, how simple they made everything. It was also, it was almost kind of just, like, too hard to believe at first because they were just making it so simple, but it really is that simple. So, and I applied it yesterday and I found that out myself. (laughs) You made a phrase a few moments ago that really resonated with me and I haven't used for a long time. When hiring people, we have part-time positions and we have full-time positions, uh, but we don't have, um, um, you know, some time or, or, you know, uh, part time, uh, anytime. Anytime. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. It has, has to, be, to be, as Johnny said, it has to, to be, be disciplined. disciplined. Yeah. So, uh, well, thank you very much. That was a great rendition of what, what you're experiencing. I hope everybody will appreciate it. And because Madison lives so close to her, sometimes we even hear that just in her bank account. So, congratulations uh, <laughs> when you get that this week, Madison. And thanks for jumping on. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, okay, so now we're going to pop over to uh, Mikhail Bowles. And um, funny thing is that Mikhail actually is pretty close to us also. She has driven up to our home office here in um, uh, Charlottesville. And Mikhail's first sale uh, last week was uh, it, it was an experience. I started to give some details, which would take away from Mikhail. So I'm just going to let Mikhail tell you a little bit about the client and uh, how she felt when she uh, got that uh, bank deposit today. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, great. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, it was kind of a crazy circumstance. Um, my client was 84 years old, and um, I called her, and we kind of started chatting, and um, Dick had pointed me to Podcast 84 on um, final expense products for seniors, and I'm not kidding. I basically used that script 
to a T. Um, and as soon as I started like sharing with her that she would be able to help her family um, stay in their home for six months to a year if she had passed away, um, she, it honestly didn't take any convincing. Um, she was really ready. And um, the funny thing was I, I was writing her application. I was on the phone with Dick and Connie, and this was my first app ever. So um, there was a lot that I didn't really know. Um, it was kind of nerve-wracking. And I submitted the app, but as soon as I finished, I realized like I had made a couple of mistakes. And I was texting Connie kind of frantically because um, you know, I was so excited to make the sale, but then I was worried that um, the application wasn't going to be approved. Or, um, well, Basically, I used CVS, but I didn't realize that there was the automatic um, signing feature with a code. And, so I had, and my client didn't have an email. So I sent the email to her daughter um, and then realized like, oh my gosh, if her daughter gets this email, you know, I didn't speak with her daughter, I didn't connect with her, she could basically tell her mom like not to buy this product. So I tried to tell my client back no response. I think we just lost you, Mikhail. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Hey, Mikhail. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, she stepped away from so back, so you, you're you're telling the daughter, or you're telling the mom about the daughter. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I had emailed the um, application to her daughter because she didn't have an email address. And um, gosh, I tried calling her back the next day, no response. Uh, I had this like sinking feeling that I had lost the sale, and just. Honestly, out on a limb, I decided to call her. For some reason, we keep losing you. Hey, Mikhail, for some reason, we keep losing you. Hey, um, hey, Mikhail, I think you're on Hello? speaker, maybe. I think you were on speaker maybe. You said uh, you went out on a limb is the last we heard. Okay. I'm sorry, Connie. I'm having some phone trouble. <laughs> well, that's okay. I'll tell you what. I think I can summarize it. Uh, I'll tell you what. I think I can summarize it. First off, you can hear her excitement. You could hear her concern for what she thought was doing the wrong thing. But i got to tell you that what Dick and I kept telling Mikhail was, basically, uh, you make a mess, we'll clean it up, okay? That's, that's yeah. what happens sometimes with the brand-new agent and on their first one. And then when we talked yesterday and she hadn't been paid yet, even though it showed paid on the exit site, um, she was going to call this morning, and bingo, there was the money in her checking account this morning. And I mm -hmm. know that, wow, I know that Mikhail is very happy about that. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. So, it, 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 yeah. Next one. Think you can do another one? Yeah, I I'm ready for my next one. Um, honestly, I feel so excited, and I feel I feel really gratified. Um, I feel like this sale is the culmination of a lot of hard work, um, and a lot of time that Connie and Dick have taken um, to coach me. Like you guys have really taken the time um, to work with me. And it kind of was just an affirmation to me that the system does work 
And if you can keep at it, then um, it just takes that one call with the right person. And yeah, I feel encouraged. Having that money in my bank account is <laughs> it's a great feeling. And it, it's just motivating me to kind of keep going. And yeah, I, I can't express. I feel so excited. I feel so excited. That's well, thank you so much for being on this morning. I think it was great to have both of you uh, confirm those uh, sales. And uh, uh, thanks, Flexible. Um, I do want to um, uh, just real quick, because I know we've got two really important things, and we're kind of going over. But uh, I, I want to remind everybody about the January 8th um, National Training Conference virtually uh, that we're going to have a watch party for. Uh, our only diamond producer, David Crocker, will be there. And I'm going to post a whole bunch of information about this uh, in GroupMe, so watch there. But please make your plans to be there uh, January the 8th. Uh, kind of enough said. Where is it going to be? It's in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, right outside there, so you could fly in. I actually talked to Madison about grabbing a flight uh, because she lives uh, close to the airport, and, and it's so inexpensive. It saves you quite a bit. So look at tickets. Look at coming in the night before. Um, we will have a good time. I trust you, trust everybody uh, to know that. And Dick, you're going to pivot over now to uh, talk about critical period. I am. I wanted to springboard off of what um, Mikkel just shared with us. The podcast 80 that she was referencing, it teased things up. And let me go through what I'm talking about here. If any of you have ever had youngsters that played baseball, you know, when they're four, five, six years old, they start the kids off on putting the, uh, the baseball on what they call a tee. You know, it helps them develop their uh, hand skills and their eye skills. The ball's not moving. It's just sitting there. All they have to do is walk up to the plate and hit it, and then to see these little kids running around trying to catch it, you know, it's just a hoot. But the point of it is it helps them develop the skills. Can you imagine if a, a five-year-old is standing there and somebody's throwing a baseball at them and they're expected to hit it, well, the first thing is the kids are scared spitless for fear they're terrified for fear they're going to get hit, and then the ball's moving too fast for them to react to it. So it's kind of that way in learning to sell. You know, learning to sell, they're throwing so much at you, as you uh, evidenced this morning uh, with Mikhail and even with Madison just all the things going on at the same time when Mikhail got her first sale, you know, just there's so much there. You're first off, you're trying to learn how not to sweat in front of the client when you're doing the home because you're scared spitless. Uh, you're trying to learn how to connect with the people. You don't even know what you're going to show them hardly. Uh, you're selecting the right product. Hopefully we've done that before you went, but you're not sure it's the right one, you know, um, some of your clients are older and healthy, and you're trying to figure out, you know, they want to cover the whole mortgage, and there's no way they can do it, and they want to cover that $200,000 mortgage for somewhere between $60 and $100 a month. And the reality of it is there's no chance at that, you know. The reality is if they want to cover the whole mortgage and they're 72 years old, it's probably 1000 or $1,500 a month if they qualify. So there's just a lot of stuff going on. Well, what I'm trying to get to is how are you going to explain that all they can get is $10,000 in insurance, and if you don't tee it up right, 
they've got to look at you like you've got two heads. Like, what in the world are they talking about? i got a $200,000 mortgage, and I want my wife to stay in the house. There's no way. You know, they're going to – you leave, they're going to tell you they got to think about it, but they've already thought about it. They're not buying anything. Well, let me explain to you how you actually do that. Now, Pete Beckman has got a video on the Equus training site that explains what critical period is. And I think the video is extremely important for you to see and understand how this works, but there's too much information there. If you try to share that with your client, you're going to get caught in the the weeds there. It just, there's too much there. So what I'm going to do and what we did on Podcast 80 was distill it down into three bullet points and one statement so that you can convey a concept very simply. And let me give you an example. Um, mortgage protection. What is mortgage protection? You know, we got to get get to that. Well, mortgage protection is life insurance. But see, our clients think mortgage protection is something mystical and magical. They don't know what it is. They don't look at it as life insurance. So our protection for traditional mortgage protection is special. It's unique. There's no exam. There's no blood work. Uh, They're not going to go in and look at their existing medical records in case they had a conversation with the doctor that they don't want public. That's not going to be exposed. Um, You know, if they've got standard health issues, it's going to go on through. And then our our product is unique in the money back. But let me tell you, we know that a lot of times they will not qualify for one or they cannot afford it. Uh, because of their age, because of their health, and that sort of thing. So we created what we now refer to as equity protection. I'm doing the same thing that the the little league kid kids are doing. We're teeing it up. We're putting this up on a tee so it's easy for you to knock it out of the park. So take for example, somebody's in their late 60s to mid 70s, and they got a $200,000 mortgage, and you offer them $10,000 of coverage. Uh, they're looking for a payment in most cases between sixty and ninety dollars a month. How do I know that? Well, because seniors, if they've got a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage, they can save two to three dollars a day without struggling with their budget. So the first thing we're trying to do is fit the budget. Who in their right mind would spend sixty to ninety dollars a month for a ten thousand dollar policy to pay down a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage? Nobody. They're not going to do that. So if that's what we're going to try to do, we are not going to get a sale. However, if they owe it $200,000 on the house and it's worth two hundred fifty, who do you who do you think they want to get that $50,000? See, I always roll the hands the time ahead a little bit. You know, I don't want to bury them next week because they're not interested in dying next week. But they're not so concerned about next week, but trust me, they're worried five or ten years down the road. So let's paint the picture with them five or ten years down the road. So I always roll the hands, and that's a term I use all the time, let's roll the hands of time, you know, ahead ten years. Your house now, you owe 200000 but you've got to pay down to 180 and in 10 years, it's worth 300. That's $120,000 in equity you have in your home. Let me ask you something. If you don't come home because of a car wreck or a heart attack in, in 10 years, uh, who do you want to get the house? Well, I want my kids to get the house. 
Are your children, second question, are your children going to move into the house, sell it? What do you think is going to happen? Well, they're going to sell it. Third question, does it make sense to buy enough life insurance to pay the mortgage off just so the kids can sell it? And guys, if you will be quiet long enough and you say that in the right tone, you will hear, well, no, that doesn't make any sense at all. And even if all you hear is no, they're thinking. That didn't make any sense at all because it doesn't, okay? So what most – and then the statement. The statement is what most people in your situation do is get enough life insurance to make their house payment for six months to a year or two years to give the children time and money so that they don't have to accept the first three or four ridiculous offers that come in because they now can make the payment for several months and they can wait for a reasonable offer. See, what we're selling here, guys, is a concept. The concept is we're trying to protect the equity. There's 70. We can't cover the mortgage anymore. They missed that opportunity. They should have done it 30 or 25 years ago when we sent them this information because we did, because the majority of these people were have refinanced or moved within the same area in the last 20 years. So they've got numerous of these things from us. They had the opportunity 20 years ago, but they didn't take it. So if the client agrees with you, well, yeah, that does make sense. Right there, the sale is made, right, right there on the spot. And that concept is, yeah, we're not, we realize now that it doesn't make sense to cover the mortgage, but we also realize we want to protect the equity in the home. Boom, sale is done. The only thing that needs, needs to be carried out at that point in time is how much payment. So if you show them a payment that fits, now why did I zero in on 60 and $90 a month? If they've got a $78,000 mortgage, guys, I'm going to try to show them something in the 30 to $45 a month range. Why is that? Because seniors think in terms of dollars per day. You can ask a lot of seniors, can you afford $60 a month? Oh, Lord, no, I couldn't afford that at all. Could you save $3 a day? Yeah, I can do that. Well, $3 a day is $90 a month. So if you will show it to them in a way that they can understand it, we're teeing it up just like the kid playing baseball, making it easy for the client to buy. See, my presentation for you guys has always revolved around not so much making it easier for you to make the sale, but making it easier for the client to buy. Now, that sounds like I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth because a byproduct of making it easier for the client to buy is making a sale easier for you to get. But we've got to focus on the client making it easier for them because if we don't make it easier for them but we try to make it easier for you, it doesn't work. got to be easier for the client to buy. Now, I want to point out to you, many of our clients will only qualify for that ten dollars to $15,000 final expense plan. However, they still change the light bulbs in the house. They get on a ladder. They, a few of them still clean their gutters, the ones that are easy. So seniors have another issue here, and this is a way to really lock down your first sale. After that sale is made, at that point in time, we want to tee it up again. 
and just ask, you know, John Mary, we, we've gotten the kids taken care of here now so that, God forbid, something happens, they can, can get the equity house. But let me ask you, uh, do you still use a ladder very often, you know, and always help them with that? Because they're going to say no. You know, changing light bulbs in the ceiling lights. <laughs> John, are you ever tempted to, to reattach a loose gutter or maybe even clean the easy gutters? And then each of you can use however you want to put my father, my mother. Their biggest fear, or you if you're a senior, my biggest fear is a teenager texting while driving and running a stop sign or a red light and crashing into me. And um, so a lot of people that are seniors that are concerned about that, what they will do is they'll get a plan that being run over, <coughs> excuse me, by a uh, semi on the interstate or a teenager texting, they'll get a $100,000 policy. And the best part of it is it's 100000 It's only $25 a month. So if you fall off the ladder or slip on the ice and hit your head on the concrete, you know, Mary's going to get a check for $100,000. It's only $25 a month, 80 cents a day. You know, again, what are we doing? We're teeing it up to pick up that extra sale. Now, Let's go one step further. Let's don't stop with that. Say, you know, a lot of families, they'll put that on both the husband and the wife. $25 a month each for $50 a month, they've got $200,000 of coverage that takes care of being run over by a semi on the interstate or a teenager texting. Guys, it's going to surprise you how many times that will work. Now, as I was preparing for this, I asked Connie, I said, because I remember this story years ago about one of the large, the way I heard the story, Connie sent it out to you uh, earlier, but the way I heard the story, one of the pharmacy uh, chains, one of the largest ones in the country during um, the Depression, they uh, were trying to increase sales, and people would come in to get a five-cent milkshake, and uh, they were trying to increase sales. Well, how do you increase the sale? You can't. So one of the guys came up with a brilliant idea. They would offer the people uh, a raw egg in their milkshake. And when they tried it at first, do you want an egg in your milkshake? Everybody said, no, I don't want a raw egg in my milkshake. But when they started asking the questions, one egg or two, most people, well, I'll take one, you know. And that during that period of time, the way I heard the story was uh, they became the largest distributor of eggs in the country through that technique. Now, how does that and why does that apply to life insurance? Well, see, I think a lot of agents make the mistake when selling life insurance that if the client says, I want $100,000 and I want to spend $50 a month, that's what they show them. And if you go back to when we were in the home, and this doesn't work on it virtual, but when we were in the home, did you ever wonder why I was always talking about, I don't care, you always show a 15, 20, and a 30-year term? Always. And we would do it on 50% of the mortgage and 100%. Because a lot of people can't decide between black and white, but they'll take gray in the middle. So it gives them that opportunity Sometimes they'll spend more money, and sometimes they realize, even though they told you $50 a month, boy, that is going to be a little tight. I'll take the 40 You don't care because why? You've got coverage in place. Now, um, doing it that way gives the client, what's it do? It makes it easy for the client to buy, and that's what we're, what we're trying to do here. Um, 
by bringing in and and in the thing that Connie sent you, the agent that came up with this idea, I'd love to meet this guy because we must think the same way because he did the same thing, showing, uh, you know, three different uh, quotes and allowing the client to make the decision on what best fit their budget and their situation. That's what this is all about by making it easy for the client, one egg or two. You know, you don't give them an option when you show them two face amounts. The assumption is they're going to take one egg or two. The assumption is they're either going to cover 50% of the mortgage or 100% of the mortgage. Now, let me retool this for you because when you're doing virtual sales, you don't have the flexibility of offering them 15, 20, and 30 years for 50% of the mortgage and the same thing for 100% of the mortgage and the same thing for return of premium. That's just not feasible to do. So what do we do on virtual? We have to zero it in and focus even more like a laser. So what we do is we'll show them 40 or 50% of the mortgage first on a 20-year term because that's going to, Connie mentioned at the beginning of the call, the premiums are a little bit lower, and that's why we're covering a 20-year term instead of many of the 40-year or 30-year terms. But it allows you to get uh, in, coverage in place and it gives you a great opportunity to go back 90 to 120 days from now. And now that they're comfortable with what they bought, they're comfortable with you, you've sent them a welcome letter of some sort, you've communicated with them a time or two in the meantime, now they feel more like they're dealing with an agent they know, a friend, somebody that they're developing a relationship with. Now they're going to be open to buy more coverage. So the reason we're doing this and like I say, with the virtual, we're showing a 20-year term, and we're going to show them a portion of the mortgage. And then, um, again, keep in mind the national average premium is around $85 a month, so don't be showing them a $300 payment. I don't care if they say they want to cover the whole mortgage. You start with somewhere in that $80, $60 to $80 a month range, and then you can increase it from there. But if you start at $300 a month, on 300,000 coverage on a 30-year term for somebody and it's 300 a month, you've got zero chance of making that sale. So start with something that's comfortable, pick two choices, no more than that, and um, just share with them what works and keep it in that price range.